Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go over to Hebrews 4. Uh, When I came out on the front row tonight, the Lord changed my message. And uh, I like that when He does it. It used to kind of bother me because I thought, my goodness, have I missed the Lord with what I was going to minister. And... uh, But, uh, you know, the Lord can change your message dependent upon who shows up. And people will say, well, didn't he know they were coming? Well, yeah, of course he's God. But people have a a will. And uh, so there are times that, uh, you know, you may not know someone was coming or whatever the case. And I'm not saying that's the issue tonight. I'm just saying that. That, that can be part of the, the issue. The Lord said something to us when Sister Pat was with us last week uh, in the Little Rock location. And I'm telling you what, my God, we walked with giants last week. And, uh, but she said something, and, and I'm saying this for a reason, because uh, what starts coming on the head comes on the body. So before I read this, just buckle up. She said this to my wife and I. She said, so you think you're busy now? Just wait. You think you're busy now? Just wait. Not long. You won't have to wait long, but prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. My spirit is moving mightily and quickly in this earth. And so don't delay in looking for that special place. Because this, this place, is not big enough for what I'm doing. And what shall continue in your ministry and in your life. So get ready, listen, be ready, and move. That's what he's saying. Get ready, be ready, and move. And that in which I've asked of you, you have the grace to do. Grace and more grace upon you. In that grace, what fun. In that grace, what rejoicing. With all that he is doing and all that you shall see. Hallelujah. So get ready, be ready, and move. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, get ready, be ready, and move. Amen. I ministered uh, something along these lines uh, some time ago, but I want to look at this assigning the power of God. The, the, the power of God in a given situation, can be channeled. It can be directed. Amen. And the power of God goes where we direct it to go. So important that we understand that. The Lord told Brother Hagin, I mentioned this some this, this morning, but the Lord told Brother Hagin, he said, uh, when I, talking about Jesus, Jesus said to him, when I was in the earth, I was the power of God in the earth. All right, I was the power of God in the earth. And everywhere that you see Jesus go, it talks about power. Uh, 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 One one, uh, uh, account says that as many as sought to touch him were healed. And it says this, because power 
came out of him. Right? When the woman with it that's healed from the issue of blood, but the woman that was healed, when she reached out and touched his garment, it says that Jesus noticed that power left him. Right? Well, what did that woman do? She channeled the power of God. She channeled the power of God. I'm the one that directs where the power goes. I'm the one, that, you're the one that directs where the power goes. Amen. If, if, if you look at, at this facility and, you know, you see, you see the lights and, 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 and you see all the electronics and everything that's on, well, there's enough voltage flowing through this building right now to kill you. Right? But it's safe because it's channeled. Because it's hooked up. You turn the light switch on and there's a channel for those lights to come on. You, you hit the power button, there's a channel for that to flow. Amen. Electricity becomes dangerous when it's unchanneled. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Lord told Brother Hagin, he said, he said this, he said, uh, I was the power of God in the earth. And he made the statement, he said, there is enough power flowing to empty every sick room. Every hospital room. But it has to be accessed. Has to be accessed. Notice in Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, notice, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Amen. So the word of God is the power of God. You know what the Bible says? That the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. To them that believe. Amen. So the word of God is the power of God. And notice the word, the word that was preached to the Israelites, the word that was preached to the nation of Israel when they were coming out of bondage, that word did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard it. The Greek is it wasn't united with faith. Amen. Every time you mix faith with the power, it works. It has to, your faith has, you have to mix the power with your faith. Because there comes a point when you're going to strike that power. There comes a point when you're going to reach that faith place where the power is released. Amen. Notice Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5 and verse 17. Every time, say it out loud. Every time, Every time. I mix faith with power, faith. It, works. it works. Say it again. Say every time, every time. I, mix I mix faith with power, it works. it works. Amen. Notice it says here, And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Notice this phrase. And the power, everybody say power. power. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. 
The power of the Lord was present to heal them. So we know that the power of God was there for a specific reason, to heal them. Is that right? It was present. And present to heal them. Every time you come to a church where the word's being preached, the power is present to change your circumstance. But you have to assign it. It doesn't just happen. People can come to church and nothing change because they're not assigning the power. See, that's the answer to the question. Well, how can can so-and-so sit by this other person and that other person get healed or set free or delivered or whatever and I didn't get anything? It's very simple. They didn't assign the power. Either God, if God, if God is a respecter of person, let's close this Bible and all go enjoy the holiday in a way that we haven't enjoyed it in years. All right, because God, if God's a respecter of person, this is a lie. And if God will heal Anthony, but he won't heal Deborah, and they're both in the same meeting where the power of God is present to heal them and set them free, then the answer has to be somebody reached out and grabbed it and assigned it and somebody didn't. Amen. Mm. Notice it was there for a specific reason to heal them. Look over at Mark chapter 2. I'm trying not to hurry, but Lord, I, I feel good. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 2. Verse 1. I want, I want you to see this. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was not room to receive them. Not so much as about the door. And notice... And he preached the word to them. Hallelujah. I, I think it's interesting that, that, that oftentimes the Bible says he taught. He's preaching here. He's proclaiming. Well, what is he proclaiming? Well, we see what he was proclaiming because the Bible says the power was there to heal him. What was he preaching? Healing. Amen. We know the power was there because Jesus preached The Word to them. Amen. The Word of God is the power of God. And when you're in in the place where the power of God's being preached and the power of God is being proclaimed, the power of God's being taught, then the only thing that, that, that is left to do is receive it and assign it where it needs to go. What you're hearing tonight, I'm talking in, in, in perfect context about these people being healed and the power being there to heal them, but it's whatever you assign it to. If I'm hearing the word, it's whatever I assign it to. I, I spent years in my life broke. I spent years in poverty. I spent years just poor. Amen. With nothing. Nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And people say, but you got the revelation of prosperity. I got the revelation of how to assign the power of God to my finances. And once you get the power of God flowing in your finances, the power of God counteracts 
every attempt of the enemy to keep you broke. Or sick. Or depressed. Or fearful. Amen. If you got marital problems, you can assign the power of God to your marital problems and you'll have a marriage of heaven on earth. Why? Because that's what the power of the power of God is designed to bring to you whatever you need from the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. But somebody's got to assign it. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm going to assign the power of God tonight. You know, y'all do whatever you want to do with this. But every time I look at you, I see success. I do. I see success. And I don't, I don't know what you're asking God for, but you keep God first and you keep Him in His place and you'll have one of the most successful businesses in your, in your, in your chosen field of endeavor. You'll have it. And when people ask you how you were so successful, don't you tell them because we did this and we did that. You tell them because God did it. Oh, glory to God. We're assigning the power of God. When, when you start assigning the power of God, the power, listen, the power of God created things in the very beginning that were not seen. Right? If you had been standing there with God at creation, you wouldn't have seen anything. But something happened when the power started flowing. God said, let there be light. What happened when God said the power of God was released? And what happened when God said light was? But what did God do? He did not direct the power into anything at that moment but light. Light be. And the power of God produced light. Was there always light? Yes, there was always light. But it was in a realm that only the power of God could access. Is healing available for everybody? Yes. But it's in a realm that only the power of God can access and faith can generate. Hallelujah. Your your financial freedom is as close to you as the Word of God. The word is nigh you, even in your heart and in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. So your victory is as close to you as the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoo! Amen, amen. Do you see that? Look at Luke 5. Luke chapter 5. So we know Jesus, that the power was there because he was preaching the word. Amen. See, the importance of hearing the Word is, yes, faith comes when you're hearing the Word, but the power is manifest. The power is present. And, 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 and when, you, when you take faith and you mix it with the power of God, you channel it to wherever you need it. Think about this. What is the purpose of confession? To channel the power of God into your life. Not for you to try to make something happen. The reason why confession doesn't work for some people you know is they think they're confessing to try to make something happen. Your confession, your confession brings possession. Confession produces reality because you're assigning the power of God. When you're confessing, I'm out of debt, my needs are met, you're assigning the power of God to eradicate your debt. You're, you're not just saying something to try to make something happen. Well, if I just say it enough. No, no. One word from, 
Lord, help me. I got so much. When Peter's in the boat and the other disciples, he sees Jesus walking on the water. He says, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. Jesus never asked him to, to, you know, he was about to pass him. Now think about this for a moment. And And Peter says, Lord, if that's you. Well, what's Jesus supposed to say? Pay no attention to the man on the water. This is not me. I'm, I'm asleep at home. No. No. Right? Now, there are people that will preach grand messages. Well, at least Peter got out of the boat. Well, I understand that, and there, I guess there's a relevance for that. But here's the thing. Peter did not have a scripture to stand on to get out of that boat. But when Jesus told him to come, there was a channel opened up. He acted on that word, and what happened? When he touched the water, he channeled the power of God, and it changed the molecular structure of that water, and he walked on water. When did the power quit flowing? When he got his mind off the source and got it on the circumstance, he shut down the power. So so what does that mean? That as long as you keep your mind on the source and you keep your mind on uh, and you keep your your mouth filled with faith words, you're going to keep the channel flowing. Ah. And, and you can change things. Peter changed the molecular structure of water on one word. What can you change with the whole Bible? Hallelujah. So, 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 so do you see this? Whether he was supposed to get out of the boat or not is irrelevant. It's there to tell us that there, there was a force that was channeled. And as long as he, people say, well, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, as long as he kept his focus on what Jesus told him, what should he have been thinking? Look, I don't care what the waves are. Jesus told me to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I've done it. I've preached myself happy. Luke 5 and verse 19. Luke 5 and verse 19. And we're going we're gonna to read down through verse 24. Notice, when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop and led him down through the tiling with his couch in the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, hmm, He said, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees did what? They began to reason. They said, who is this that speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus perceived their thoughts. He answered and said, why do you reason this way in your hearts? Rather, it is easier to say, your sins be forgiven you. Or rise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, rise, take up your couch and go to your house. And what did he do? What happened to him? It says here, and immediately he rose up before them and took up that whereon he lay and departed to his house and his glorifying God. Is that right? Amen. Well, notice what it says. Notice the first thing it says about these men. He saw their faith. He saw their faith. Their faith opened up the channel for this man's healing. Glory to God. 
They directed the way the power of God would flow. See, you're directing the way the power of God's going to flow. Hallelujah. Well, I'm believing for my children to be saved. Well, you're directing the way the power of God flows. It's up to me. Because the promise is to me. That's what the Bible says. The promise is to me. Oh, hallelujah. The covenant of promise that we have been brought into can, cannot be eradicated because of the mistakes of a generation. Your child can be living like they don't want to live for God, but it doesn't change the covenant you have. Hallelujah. And I can direct the power. The power of God is present everywhere. But listen to me. It's not in manifestation everywhere. There are believers that you know that have never seen a manifestation of God's power. It's not in manifestation everywhere. Amen. But it can't. All you got to do is strike it. Think, think about it. When you walk into a dark room, the power of electricity is not manifest. Until you do what? Flip the switch. And when you flip the switch, what happens? The power's manifest. Now, wait a minute. Who caused that manifestation? You did. Because you had faith to flip the switch. See, people don't think about that. Do you know it takes faith to turn the light on? Yeah. you got to believe that if you flip that switch, the light's going to come on. Well, that's not faith. Well, what is it then? Well, I know it'll work. Well, you should know that much about the Word. Amen. You should believe the Word will work for you as much as you believe a light switch will work for you. Amen. You know, I didn't see anybody come in here tonight and, and before you sat down, you went... Did you? Right? Amen. You know how most people come in and sit down? How you doing? Right? What is that? Faith that that chair will hold you. How would you know it was going to hold you? Here's the thing. You didn't. You didn't know that. You had faith that it would. Amen. Hallelujah. How you know your car is going to start? You, you don't, I mean, it's a simple illustration, but something happens when you hit the ignition button, combustion starts, and the car starts. But how did you know it was going to do it? You didn't. Well, my car's in good working order, okay? So you believed because your car's in good working order, it's going to start when you push the button or when you turn the key, or whatever it is. When you know that your faith is in good working order, and you know what God says, then when you face an encounter, and you face a situation, you encounter a situation, you are in full faith that the power of God is going to work in that circumstance and change it. Amen. Mm-hmm. So the power is present everywhere, but it's not manifest everywhere. The power of God... I said this earlier, is present in every sick room. 
But people must either not know it's present, here it is, or they don't give it action. They don't give it action. Amen. They, they either don't know it's present or they don't give it action. Now, I know what this sounds like, that the responsibility is on us. It is. Because the work's done, the power's present, I need the power. And we preach things like this and we say God's done all that He's going to do. He's made everything available to us. If it's all available to us, then that means I've only got to come and get it. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to give it action. You, you got to give the power of God action. Amen. That's, that's why when you're in church and, and, and sometimes you don't even have to feel led and, and you feel led to shout, you need to shout because the power of God's looking for a, an access point. You got to strike the power. Amen. Whatever it may be, lift your hands, run, jump, dance, sing, pray in tongues, whatever it is, you're releasing the power of God. Hallelujah. In uh, Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5, we'll read verse 25 and 26. They must not know it's present or they don't give it action. Luke 20 or Luke 5 verse 25. And immediately, this is that same man. Immediately, he rose he rose up before them, took up that whereon he lay, and departed to his own house glorifying God. And they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying, "We have seen strange things today." Now notice something. This is important. They glorified God, but they weren't healed. He was, but they weren't. If a person wants the power of God, they got to turn it on. They didn't turn it on. Amen. I, I remember one night I was ministering here on Sunday night, and we had one of them Sunday night services like we have a lot. And man, the power of God was just flowing. And I, and I, was, I, was, I was given an illustration. And I, I, I reached in my pocket and pulled out some money. And uh, I said, uh, you know, if I was saying I'm going to give this away to the first person, and I didn't even get that out. I got the first person, and uh, Maribel Juarez was sitting over here. And, man, she ran over knocked somebody out of the way and grabbed that money. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Did, did you see what I'm saying? You just got to gotta receive it. Somebody... If, if you want the power of God, you have to turn it on. Well, the Lord knows I want to be healed. you got to turn the power on. The Lord knows I want to be blessed. you got to turn the power on. The Lord knows this needs to change. i got to turn the power on. Hallelujah. Let, let me say it this way. I heard somebody say this one time, and it just imprinted my spirit. If I come into a dark room, I don't want you to tell me, okay, now be very still. And I'll tell you how to navigate this room in the dark. Tell me where the light switch is. That's what I want you to do. You don't need people to tell you how to cope. 
with what you're dealing with. You need somebody to tell you how to turn the power on so you can access it for yourself. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, we don't cope. We look for the power. Amen. Now, let's look at Luke 18, verse 41. Luke 18. Am I helping you tonight? Oh, hallelujah. And we'll read through verse 43. Jesus talked to this man. He said, what will you that I shall do unto you? And he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. And immediately he received his sight, followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. Now he needed to see when Jesus... Now, now notice this. When Jesus asked him what he wanted him to do, he told him he wanted to see. What did he do? Directed the flow of the power of God. I need to see. See, what... Whatever you need, you have the ability to direct the power of God towards it. Mm. This man directed the flow of the power of God. And so when you direct the power of God towards a situation, you're striking that power. You're unleashing the power of God into that circumstance. In uh, Mark 4, or Mark 6, excuse me. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Verse 2, and uh, let's read through verse 6. Notice what he says. When the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many, hearing him, were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things, and what wisdom is this, which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Now hang on, hang on right there for one moment. They were offended at him. They shut down the power. Now we think offended and we think feelings hurt. They were disrespectful. They were disrespectful of Jesus. And what they do? Shut the power down. Amen. They shut it down. Verse 4 says, But Jesus said to them, Prophets not without honor. See, he mentions honor. So they were dishonorable. But in his own country, among his own kin, and in his own house. Now hang on right there. When you have, listen, when you have an anointed person in your life, in your family, make no mistake, they're anything but normal. There's a power, that power of God that flows through your husband or your wife to touch other people can flow through them to touch you if you'll quit looking at them as your husband or your wife or your son or your daughter and start looking at them as a vessel that the power can flow through. Amen. 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 See, they they said, they said, oh, we know him. He's just the carpenter's son. There were sick folk there. They needed the power of God to flow. And the power of God, because remember what Jesus told Brother Hagin? He said this. He said, when I was on the earth, he said, I was the power of God in the earth. Amen. And so if Jesus is there, the power of God's there. To what? Heal them. But they dishonored it. 
Amen. I've seen people over the years, I don't like his style. I don't like the way he said that. I don't like the, not just me, other people as well. I, I don't like that. Yeah, and you walked out without nothing. Oh, that's bad English, isn't it? You walked out without anything. Got my teacher sitting right here on the second row. Ron's like, ooh. <laughs> Amen. Grammar patrol. No, she would never do that, but, right? And that, and that person walked out without what they needed. Amen. I watched, I watched Dr. Dufresne slap the dickens out of a guy one time. In my office, he jumped up and slapped him. Bap! Be blessed. Knocked him down. The power of God knocked him down on the ground. That guy got up, and in a matter of weeks, he was more blessed than he had ever been before. Well, I'll tell you what, if he'd have slapped me, yeah, that attitude, if he'd have slapped you, you'd have got nothing but a red cheek. (laughs) Amen. Hey, when the power of God's flowing, slap me, kick me, spit on me, whatever. Whatever. Because I, I need what the power of God's doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They were offended at him. He said, he's not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could do, now notice, I know you've heard this before. He could there do no mighty work. Now, there are religious people that would tell you that Jesus could do whatever he wants. Huh. Too bad scripture says he can't. Has Jesus changed? So that means that there are still circumstances that Jesus cannot do what he wants to do. Because the power is not flowing. But people say, well, if it's God's will, it'll happen. And if it's not, it won't. Well, that you just killed the power. Amen. Because what is faith? Knowing what, where does faith begin? Where the will of God is known. And when you know where the will of God is, you have faith. And when you believe it's the will of God to heal you, the will of God to bless you, the will of God to whatever you're believing God for, when you know that, what happens? The power of God is present there. And Jesus can do what he wants. Now he could do there no mighty work. Save. Now that word save, we wouldn't use that today. Except, he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. Now, I'm just going to say what I've learned from my own study. That word sick there is the sickest of the sick. These are people with no power. They, they, can't, they can't get up and go to the, by themselves. I've heard people say that was people with minor ailments. Well, I, I'm not critical again. I just disagree with that because of what I've seen in, in my own study. These were people that were very sick. But notice, there was a lot of them. And he was only able to heal a few of them. Now what happened? This is the same Jesus that healed them all. This is the same Jesus that it says whoever touched him was healed because power came out of him. And now he's in his own hometown in the midst of a bunch of sick people and he can only help a few of them. We don't want to be that church that we, people come to our church and just a few of them get what they need. 
You don't want to be one of those one of those people that don't get what you need because you don't strike the power of God. What did they have to do here? The only thing they had to do was, I don't care if he is Joseph's son. I don't care if I have known him all of his life. I believe he has the power to heal me. Amen. 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 Jamie, there were sick people that dishonored their answer. And the power of God couldn't flow to them. Jesus knew personally sick people. And they didn't get healed. Because they dishonored their answer. And when you dishonor your answer, the power stops. Amen. Why do you think the Bible tells children to honor their mother and father? Because there's a power that flows from that mother and father. I'm not just talking a spiritual power. You know, the Bible is very implicit about this, that a child of son or a daughter that dishonors their parents is not worthy of their inheritance. Don't, don't look at me that way. Right? It's, it's not just because God thinks that'd be a good thing. It's because there's benefits attached to that. What's, what's, one of the, what's, what's a couple of the benefits? That it may be well with you and you'll live long on the earth. So what's sustaining you? What's making it well with you? The power of God. What's making you live long on the earth? The power of God. Amen. Amen. So why are there why are there people? Why are there people that get cut down in the prime of life? Why are there why not in every case? But in a lot of cases you can trace it back to dishonor. What happened? Cut the power of God off. Amen. Do you see that? The Bible tells us in 1 Peter, it says, it says that, that we are to walk in love to this degree. In honor, preferring one another. Honoring one another. Why? Because that's where the power of God flows. Amen. So did Jesus want to heal him? Uh-huh. Could he have? Mm-hmm. Why didn't he? He couldn't. Because there was no, there was no power flow except to a few of them. Amen. See, this explains so much. Because people say, well, that person didn't have faith, and that person did. Well, I understand what they're saying, but here's the issue. They cut the power off, and they didn't. Amen. Amen. Power makes life a lot better. Makes life a lot easier. Amen. Hallelujah. I heard a minister say one time, and it so blessed me. They said, when the power is unaccessed, shipwreck is the result. You need the power of God flowing. Amen. Say it out loud. I need need the power of God flowing. flowing. And notice what it says at at the end of verse 6. It says, he marveled because of their unbelief. He marveled because of their... Why? The power was present. Think about that. If, If somebody was in here tonight in a wheelchair... And all of a sudden, the power of God just hit them. They jumped out of that wheelchair. Would that be evidence that the power of God is here? 
Would it be surprising to you if somebody else didn't get their miracle? Should. Because the power of God's present. Amen. Remember when Jesus said, he walked by the pool of Bethesda, and there was a man laying there, said he'd been there a number of years, and Jesus went up, and it tells us that the angel would come down in a certain season and trouble the water, and whoever got in the water first would be healed. Isn't God merciful and compassionate? I mean, that he would provide that avenue for people that, that, people that weren't even saved, but they were in covenant. With God, and one of the covenant names of God is I, I am uh, uh, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals you. And so, because of the covenant that God made with Abraham, He made avenues for His people to be healed. That, that wasn't an avenue for the Gentiles, they weren't allowed there. It was for His covenant people, the, 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 the nation of Israel. And God made a way for them to be healed because of the covenant promises that He made. Boy, He's merciful. But he came to that man, and, and notice what he said. He walked up to him, and he said, uh, you be made whole? Will you be made whole? Now, wait a minute. You, thank you, Dave. Will you be made whole? Why would you ask that question? Why would you ask someone you want to be whole? Because you have the power to do it. If I came up to you and said, you want $500? <laughs> See? <laughs> But why would I ask him that question? Because I got $500. Not like, I'm mean, you want $500? He says, yes. I go, psych. Right? That's no. Right? It's not what we're doing. Right? I got the power to do this. Now notice, the man said, Sir, I have no man. When the water's troubled, to put me in the pool. Now, wait, that, that's not what Jesus asked. He said, do you want to be whole? Amen. The power was present to make him whole. Now, we know this man got healed. Notice the the next verse. Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. So the power of God was accessed by this man through grace. When anything he did, because he's talking about a pool and some water. Right? And Jesus is saying, you want to be whole. Well, Jesus is asking you tonight, you want to be whole? You want to be free? You want to have your needs met? You want your family saved? Then you just got to do what Jesus told this man. Then get up, take up your bed and walk. And what did he do when he did that? And immediately he was made whole, took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. When he took action, he accessed the power of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Mm. Look at Mark 5. I'm almost done. I know this is good. I've watched this over the years. Let, Let me explain this to you. That's why it bothers me when people talk in dishonorable terms about their pastor about a spiritual leader in their life, they don't know what they're cutting themselves off from. Your pastor is a visitation from God to you. Amen. That's important. Amen. When, when I'm in the presence of my pastor, I thank God for a visitation. 
Amen. And you know what? I always receive. Because there's honor there. And I've had people say, well, you know, pastors are just men. Yeah. And that's, and that's, why, that's, what you, that's why you don't get anything. Because just a man doesn't have anything to give you. When I'm up here ministering, I'm ministering as a man in an office that has power to affect change in your life. You, some of you tonight have received answers. You see something you didn't see before. You understand why something's not happening. And, amen. And now you got the answer. How did you get the answer? Words from heaven that God wanted spoken into the earth and it came to you on a Sunday night sitting in church listening to your pastor. Amen. Some of the best messages I've ever preached are sitting under, under the anointed preaching of somebody that I have great respect and honor for. And the honor, the honor will produce the anointing on me to preach that message in a totally different way and see change affected in people's lives. Amen. Do, do you see that? Hallelujah. Say it right now. Say it right now. The power is working. Say it one more time. Right now. The power is working. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Now this is a familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, Brother Dave, could we look at these verses from the Amplified Bible, please, sir? I'll tell you what, RAV department is so good. I mean, if you don't think they are, you ought to go to some of the places I go. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll get there eventually, Ma. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Notice, there was a woman who had a flow, who had had a flow of blood for 12 years. Now, hold on right there at verse 26. So she had had a flow of blood for 12 years. So she's bleeding. And it's evident. Right? Well, you know what blood loss produces. Right? And she had endured much suffering under the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had. So over the course of 12 years, she had spent all of her money and wasn't any better, but grew worse. Right? She heard the reports concerning Jesus. Well, what did she hear about Jesus? He has the power to heal. You can get healed. He'll heal you. Right? Why, why do you invite people to come to church and tell them there's an answer here for you? Because power flows. Amen. I wasn't even preaching a salvation message today and the girl got saved. Why? Because the power of God is, the, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And she came concerning Jesus. She came up behind him in the throne. Now, 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 the word there, I think the King James says multitude. When I looked at this in the Greek about multitude, it usually means this, an innumerable number. I heard one person say that it was generally a crowd of no less than 10,000. But my research has said innumerable number, a multitude. 
They're thronging him. One definition of that word is a riot. It's like a riot. Here's my point. You can see what this woman's got to go through. Now, I'm not one of those, you know, we don't preach about crawling through the mud and the dirt and the blood and she barely got to Jesus and with her last dying grasp, she reached out. No. The Bible says she heard the reports and she came up behind him in the throng, in the throng, and touched his garment. Now, hang on a second. I need you to see something. Keep that in your mind. There's a throng. It's a riot atmosphere. It's an innumerable amount of people. She comes up and touched his garment. For, for, for. Now, wait a minute. She kept saying. Now, right here, people will say, yep, she was confessing. See, her confession. No, it, it is part of it. If I only touch his garment, I'll be restored to hell. What was she doing? Opening up a channel for the power. Amen. Opening up a channel for the power. And immediately, her flow of blood was dried up at the source. When you assign the power of God... It goes all the way back to the source and dries that thing up at its genesis. Wow. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. And notice, it was dried up and suddenly she felt in her body. Mmm. You ever got a hold of a live wire? Hey, suddenly. Right? Amen. Hallelujah. I have. Amen. I, when, I, when I grew up in West Texas, and, and of course we dealt a lot with cattle, and we dealt, dealt a lot with hot wires, electric fence. Woo. Amen. They had 220s and 110s. One tens weren't so bad. Two twenties. Oh, my Lord. Amen. And cowboys delighted in getting you to grab a hold of the wire and then hooking up the gate on the other side of the, of the circle. And you're standing there just thinking you're doing your job. And it hits you. Amen. And then they'd just laugh about it before they took off running because you got a pair of fence pliers you're about to throw. Amen. But it, it's electricity. It hits you suddenly and it jolts you. <clears throat> right? One time Ron was up, 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 up in the attic. Uh, we, were, we were wiring some lights we had here. You can't see it anymore, but it was right across it. Well, it's right there. We had a light bar. And, and he was up there and uh, 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 working with those wires. <laughs> and I could hear him up there talking to the guy that's working with us. He goes, is that switch off? And they said, yeah, it's off. He goes, okay. And they waited till they knew he had the wire and flipped it on. And I heard Ron go, hey! <laughs> so they said, sorry. And he goes, okay. Is that off? Yeah. And they waited a minute till he had the wire, flipped it on. And I heard Ron say, stop it! It was. <laughs> now your voice will go that way when you get hit. Stop it! Right? <laughs> Amen. He came down and had a, had a poodle mullet. It was... <laughs> but, he, but here's the thing. It, it happened suddenly. Notice, it says, it was dried up and suddenly, watch, the power of God hit her 
And suddenly she felt it. What did she feel? That she was healed of her distressing element. Is that right? Notice what Jesus went on. It goes on. Notice what Jesus said. He recognized in himself that power proceeding from him had gone forth. And he turned around immediately in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Now, wait a minute. Was there a throng? A riot? An innumerable amount of people? Notice what Peter said, or the disciples said. One says, Peter, you see the crowd pressing, notice the phrase, hard around you. The, the Weiss translation says, a suffocating number of people. That's close. Pressing hard around you from all sides. And you ask, who touched me? Your question makes sense. But Jesus knew something. Now, wait a minute. Think, Folks, hear me tonight. I want you to get this. This is one woman in an innumerable amount of people. Everybody else is thronging Jesus, and nobody's getting anything. Because wanting it is not enough. You've got to channel it. Me wanting it for you is not enough. You got to channel it. You got to direct the flow of the power of God. I've dealt with people before and tears would leap to my eyes. I just wanted them healed so bad. I wanted their lives to change so bad. But I'm I'm not the conduit. I'm not I'm not the channel. You got to open the channel. Amen. There's a tangible healing anointing on my life. But when I lay hands on you, you got to open the channel. Amen. Whew. Notice. He went on. He said. Still he kept looking around to see her who had done it. But the woman knowing what had been done for her. Though alarmed. And frightened. And trembling. Now stop right there and let, let me see something. Let me tell you something. Don't take away from the subject. I've, I've, I've heard people say. Well you know J. Iris was was uh, the head of the synagogue, probably this woman's synagogue. You don't, have any no, you don't have any indication of that. Well, you know, she was unclean. She wasn't supposed to be out. That's why she was alarmed and frightened and trembling. No, she was alarmed and frightened and trembling because the power of God had just flowed through her and she knew she was healed. Now, all that other might be true. It might, I, I don't know. It might be true, you know, that, that she could have gotten in trouble or whatever. I don't know. But here's, here's what the Bible's focused on. The Bible doesn't focus on her struggle to get to Jesus or on the fact that she was unclean and shouldn't have been out. It focuses on the touch of faith, the power that faith produced, and the miracle that the power produced. Amen. Told him the whole truth, the whole story. And he said, daughter, your faith. Your trust, your confidence in me, springing from faith in God, has restored you to health. Go into peace. In other words, you haven't been in peace in a long time, at least 12 years. Go into peace and be continually healed. What does that mean? The power of God will sustain what it produces. Be continually healed and freed. From your distressing bodily disease. 
So here's the, here's the essence of this. If you keep the switch of faith turned on, the power of God will consistently keep flowing. There's no reason to lose your miracle or lose your healing or lose your victory financially or any, any other thing. You keep the switch of faith turned on and the power keeps flowing. Amen. If I keep those light switches on back there, they'll, they'll just keep, they'll stay on. Because there's, no, right? But there's a circuit that when you flip the switch down, it breaks the circuit. And the lights aren't on. Is the power there? Yes. But the switch of faith isn't on. Let me finish with this. Am I helping you tonight? Oh, Lord, it's early yet. But I, I've preached like a man on fire. <laughs> I don't know what a man on fire preaches like. More like, ah, yeah, I don't know. But, amen. <laughs> You're on fire running down the street. People will get out of your way. Amen. Anyway, hallelujah. <laughs> they brought, uh, 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 some parents brought their little boy to Brother Hagin one time. He was in a meeting, and he had been there uh, for a number of weeks, and they had seen, I don't know how many people, 275, 300, something like that, filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and uh, just hear miracles and healing. And they brought uh, the child up to Brother Hagin, and his feet were deformed, horribly deformed. And uh, Brother Hagin said uh, that he took, those feet in his hand and prayed for that child and he said I opened my hands and there was no change in his feet and he said uh, 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 so I prayed again and there was still no change and he said I looked at the parents and I said uh, if it'll help you any he said I felt a stronger healing anointing when I prayed for him than anybody else and he said I know the power of God went into those feet and then he made the statement for the first time in his ministry. He said, keep the switch of faith turned on. Well, how do you do that? He said, every time you think about that and you look at the, that little baby's feet, he said, you say, hands were laid on my child on this night and the healing power of God went into his body and effected a cure. <coughs> Amen. About two weeks later, he was in a, two or three weeks later, he was in another meeting, and the, the son of the pastor of that church that he was in came and testified about that family and how they came back to the church three days later and brought their son walking. His feet were totally healed. And they said, we just did what Brother Hagin said. We kept the switch, the switch of faith turned on. And every time we'd look at our son's feet, we would say, the healing power of God was ministered to him, and it's affecting a cure. And they said, the third day, he woke up totally normal. Amen. See, they didn't shut the flow off. The power of God is present whether you see it or feel it. And when hands are laid on you, it doesn't matter if you fall out or feel anything. The power of God flowed. Amen. Whether I felt it or not. Yeah, but nothing changed. You just shut the switch off. Did the power flow because you felt the change or because the power flowed? Right? Mm. If, if you take the light bulbs out of these uh, uh, fixtures, but yet the switch is on, is there power? 
You can't see it. See, the light bulb just shows you the power. But if there's no light bulb in the fixture and the switch is on, is there power in that socket? You, you can find out. Right? One time when I was uh, growing up, of course, I grew up in West Texas, and uh, we, we would have to process cattle. Cattle would come in off the, the cattle truck, and we'd have to process them and, 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 and uh, give them shots and do different things. Well, I don't know anybody you ever messed with a cattle prod at all. Anybody? Nobody? Oh, you? Got one redneck in the bunch. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, 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 that, 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 that prod's usually about this long, has two prongs on the end, and it hooks into uh, a motor. All right? Well, uh, it, 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 it has uh, two uh, female ends right here and two male ends on that motor and six batteries, D batteries, all right? Well, it, here, here's the thing. You, you, you've got to change the batteries often, and you've got to change the motor periodically. Well, one time we had a, a, a cattle prod out there that uh, it sounded like it was hot. I mean, you'd hit the button, it, it sounded like it was hot. But the motor was bad. So I'm just a kid, right? Just a kid growing up. And I got, I got to where I was showing people how tough I was. You know, batter, I knew the batteries, you know, batteries were good, but the motor was dead. So it sounded hot, but it wasn't. So, so I'd take that prod off, stick my knuckle in between those prods, and hit the button. Nothing happened. Because I knew the motor was dead. No power, right? Man, I'd do that, and people go, golly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one day I had, to, I had to run down and do something with some cattle, and these bunch of fellows that really loved me, they, they did something. Uh, they put new batteries in that, in that cattle prod and changed the motor. And the medicine salesman came back out. His name was Cleve. Me, the medicine salesman came back out, and, uh, and they handed me that, that cattle prod and said, Show Cleve how tough you are. Ha, <laughs> ha, right? Man, I hit that button and the fire flew. Blue flames. No, no lie. No exaggeration. And I just went, Ooh, and just wilted. Was just, it, it just wilted me. Amen. I don't know if you've ever been hit by one of those. It just, it just takes your, yeah. Here, here's my point. It sounded like there was power, but there was no power. When somebody changed the motor, I felt the power. Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen, when I put that cattle prod down, I had no doubt there was power. I didn't need to see it or feel it anymore. There's power. And no, we're not going to bring a cattle prod out and, and help you tonight. Feel the power? No. It's present whether you see it or feel it. I'm saying this by the Holy Spirit. Those of you that have been waiting on some things to happen, I'm giving you the answer tonight. And if you grab a hold of it, it'll change tonight. It'll change tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Whew. I believe God. 
I believe God. Let's just take a moment and see how He wants us to do this. Thank you, Lord. It's important when you're ministering to people and ministering in, under the power of God, not just that you, that you minister to them, but you get the power to them in the way that He's prescribing. How, how do I know that's important? Because there were times Jesus, the Bible says, He, he uh, uh, healed the sick and cast out the devils with His word. Other times they touched him. Other times he touched them. It's important. Amen.